0: I would also
1: stand in a heartbeat let's talk about that trade the situation, stand situation Stanton you wait hold on that just registered in a heartbeat absolutely absolutely let's break this down you're a dumbass all right we will break down that horrible take a little later this episode we got a lot to talk about welcome back to the boys of 161st Street episode 76 we took a little break because obviously nobody gave a shit about baseball or the Yankees for that matter for the last couple of weeks. So, we care now. It's all over. We're back. We're going to talk about the Lindor trade, Damon's horrible take about getting rid of Sen, or good take, depending on how you look at it, a little bit of DJ updates, and a lot of other stuff. Stay tuned. Let's break it down right here on 161st Street. 161st Street.
0: Alright, so, first of all, can I just say, I like the, uh, bringing it, or breaking it down here at 161st Street. You should keep that up.
1: Yeah, I've never said that before. It flowed really nicely. took 76 episodes to get that going, but I think that's our trademark. I really like that. Okay. Market Chandler, 8. Just witness his history. Market 8, dude. Market 8. Well, Murphy's back. He took a little hiatus. Hey. Working man Murphy. How you been, Murphy? I missed Not you. Not bad.
2: Not bad.
0: You look like How more we- mature for some reason. Like yeah, I don't know. Your, Something your, happened. Your beard is you.
1: looking nice and clean. Got the I dad, got a the
2: dad hat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't maybe tell maybe you wearing a hat. I beard and
1: Anywho, I'm done talking to you. So, we got a bad DJ update. So, apparently, Chandler, want to break the news for him?
3: I don't know much. I'm just going based off a screenshot that my friend sent me, but, uh,. Uh, New York Post, Yankees could lose D.J. LeMahieu to the Mets or the Red Sox in free agency. <laughs> that now, is that's totally speculation, but... Breaking still.
1: inside information, we have a source, and that's not good. That's not good at all because, you know what, he started out with him most likely denying the qualifying offer of $18.9 million for a year, which we expected him to do. No one expected him to accept that aside from Cortman. Uh, I don't know why. And he said, why are you always so negative? Because I said he wasn't going to accept it, which he won't because he came off a potentially MVP year and he's not going to take a one-year deal for something that he's not even worth. If he's going to take a one-year deal, he's going to take something like what Bauer's going to get if he's going to do continue to do that one-year thing like he said yeah. he was going to. He's going to get high AAV and he's, he'll get like $30 million if it's a one-year deal. So especially, he wasn't going to accept it before the MVP decision is made because that adds value to him. I mean, you get what you're – you know what you're getting at a DJ no matter what the decision is, whether he won or not. But if he does win MVP, you better believe he's going to ask for more than he was if he didn't. So that makes sense for him as to why he would wait until that decision has been made. And when, mm-hmm. is that, when
2: is that being announced? Uh,
1: right
2: before uh, yeah, there, the uh, MVP is announced, he announces whether he's you know, taking the offer or not. Like
1: no, he's going to announce it after.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When is the MVP announced?
3: I'm pretty sure the MVP is announced tomorrow.
1: Yeah, the Rookie of the Year was just announced like a couple so of hours ago. So Murph is wrong as per usual. So he's going to wait until after the MVP is announced and then he's going to make his decision whether he's going to accept or deny. He was going to deny it anyway, but now he has – if he wins, but he has think, grounds for a do contract. Do
0: you think that really makes that big of a difference yes. with his contract? Absolutely.
3: I do not. You don't?
2: Dude, there, I don't – Wednesday to decide.
0: They know – His value is not changing. I think he was clearly the MVP of the Yankees. He's going to be the MVP. He's a MVP candidate for the whole league. He's winning every award left and right. He's he's been winning awards I've never even heard of.
1: What? What haven't you heard? Silver Slugger? I don't know. (laughs)
0: No, he one won today like that.
2: I hadn't heard of
0: He won like the BBCR. That's a bat. BB core.
2: BB core award. No, bats he won we like, like
0: he got... won some um, random ass award I've never heard of. Those are the bats we used when yeah, BSR B-B-C-R got. got
1: uh, yeah. We weren't allowed to do those because too many kids were getting <laughs> hit. I think <laughs> that award
2: was did. like a New York player of the year, though. I don't know yeah. if that was just a baseball.
0: But exactly. He's like he's, he's just winning every award possible, and I don't think that. Winning, obviously, the MVP helps, but I don't think... I know what you're saying. I don't think I, I that understand. really raises his value that much more. Everyone knows what he's capable of. Whether he did. comes
1: in second two years in a row, fourth and then second this year, I still think that's consistent dominance, and I agree. I don't think it adds too much. I do think he's not accepting that deal, regardless of whether he wins it or not, because he's yeah, he he's worth way more so than much that. More. He, I mean, just from a perspective of, like, put yourself in his shoes, you just came off another... Perennial MVP year. I'm not taking one year deal. You're you're getting up there in age, not too up there. He's like thirty-two, right? Yeah, but, but this is this is I'm saying, literally... look, before I forget this, I'm just saying he is coming off a year where he had another extremely productive year. You want to lock in a longer term contract now rather than get a one year this year and then potentially get hurt for the next year for the entire time and yeah, then, I mean, then the, you can't get an extension. So the, the
0: stars aligned for him this offseason because he had an MVP year and it's a contract year. And he's getting up an age to he's getting up an age in the sense of this is probably his last year to get a long term deal. Like yeah. if he if his contract uh, and I'm saying I'm saying the stars are aligning in the way where Let's say two more years down the road, his contract was ending. Then it'd be a different, different story, but he's still on that. He's still in that age range where he can get a long term deal and it's coming off a phenomenal year, maybe his best year ever. And like the stars are just aligning. Either way, way,
1: long story short, we expect him to decline that for a number of reasons. If he wins MVP, that's sick. I think he actually has a chance. At first, I didn't think he had a chance, but then the odds came out and he's got the same odds as Jose Abreu. I do think Abreu is going to get it. But yeah, I mean the off. fact that he's been up there consistently dominating last year and this year that's just awesome. And I don't know how you can't break the bank for a guy like that and it makes me sad that that's like he hasn't been extended already. He, I wanted him to be extended during the year last year. Obviously that wasn't going to happen, just doesn't things don't operate that way, but I mean, how do you not if you don't get this guy I don't know how you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, this was a successful offseason. Because even if we get, I mean, that we were going to talk about Lindor too and not getting DJ LeMayhew, I'm talking about getting both of them. Me getting Lindor, I want to get him. That doesn't mean that we can't have both. I really want to have both and I think we can have both. If we don't get DJ back, then we need DJ. To get Lindor. Like, it's yeah. not even a want at that point. It's not a luxury. Then we actually, it's a need. And then at that point, you're losing DJ and you're getting Lindor to fill a void and you're also selling off assets to get him. So it's not like you retained DJ and got him and added it. It was great. And now you're like the front runners in front of the, the Dodgers, whatever. Like, yeah, you're, you, you're probably you trading don't... guys like Voight and like future prospects, maybe a Clint, who knows? We'll talk into our potential trade traits that we would offer but i mean you're in a bad bad spot if you don't lock up dj for the next couple of years and the, like he decides how this offseason goes dj yeah. alone and how I we treat him
2: agree yeah and as you were mentioning earlier with the mvp thing i don't care if he gets mvp or not it doesn't negate what numbers he put up last year if he wins or if he comes in seconds he still put up the exact same numbers so we got to look at that when we're going into the offseason So we gotta go after him as if he is the reigning MVP, even if he does lose. And I think that re-signing DJ LeMahieu should be more of a priority personally than signing Lindor. And if I have to pick one over the other, I'm picking taking DJ back over trading for Lindor. Mm -hmm. DJ walks and goes to the Mets or the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or whoever else. The Dodgers hope not. um, Then that's a different story, but.
0: Yeah, you need I, to have. I, I yeah. think you
2: need to pretty much give DJ a blank check, like we've been saying for months.
0: You need to if you're if you're getting rid of Lemayhu, you need to sign a superstar infielder. And I Lindor is right there. I don't want that
1: to happen. Like, I know. Why I know. Is this happening? Why is this not even like? Hey, here, who DJ, knows? Who Take knows? Maybe we they have like that. Maybe they, they have some sort of
0: plan where they're just like, yeah, we'll sign him soon. But it's fucking killing me inside not to know that. And. Yeah.
1: and it's just, uh, I don't know. There's a process to this thing. I and know, was, yeah, it, I know it, a process it wouldn't be done today. You were going to probably give the qualifying offer first to see if he bites. He's not going to do it. It's just like the step-by-step process that we're going to go through. So yeah. it's not like we're losing him by any means. And I mean, just to play devil's advocate here, I know it sounds annoying. They're like, oh, the Red Sox and the Mets are interested and all that. Obviously, they're interested. Everybody's interested in DJ. It's yeah. whether or not we can. we're going to put him on the market. And I don't think... Cashman is dumb enough and Hal is dumb enough to let a guy like that walk when he's top five in MVP, top three in MVP in two years in a row, especially when you've got a team that's as strikeout or home run as they are. Like He is the opposite of what this team is and what we've been struggling with. He has done everything you've ever asked him to do, played every position. If we don't sign DJ LeMahieu, I don't think Cashman has a job. I think that is a, a utterly... like you cannot, That is... Inexplicable if that happens. I
2: think the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is the Mets because they have new ownership, Steve Cohen, who's got, you know, deep, deep pockets and he wants to come in clearly and make a splash. He fired the whole front office. So like it makes sense that they're gonna probably try to put something crazy on the table for DJ that might kinda tempt him or at least drive up the price that we're gonna have to pay him to keep him. Which probably or um like sorry blank on the word scares me a little bit. Uh, especially he because yeah, he can move Cano to the DH spot and have uh, DJ play second. So like, it makes a little too much sense for the Mets right now that I really do think they actually might go out and give him a pretty competitive offer that's going to drive up the price, but I still think it's worth you know, paying whatever they bid the price up to him barring something absolutely ridiculous.
1: I think it's funny that Mets fans think that I mean, yes, it's big that they got this owner, and I know they'll be able to spend money allegedly. And like, he, this owner's filthy rich, and that doesn't necessarily mean a lot of things. That means he's got a lot of money. It doesn't mean he's going to spend it. Or, I mean, we have a lot of money. Are we spending it? We're apparently going to lose DJ, according to whatever article that was. But I just find it funny that Mets fans think that all of a sudden, like they're they're amazing, they're World Series champs. They're gonna they, a Mets fan that I'm friends with thinks he's getting JT omuto. D. J. Lemayhu, Lindor, and Springer Bauer. too, and then oh, Bauer. Sure. Like, he thinks that he's getting every one of them. I'm like, who do you think you are? Like this guy isn't like he doesn't shit gold. He's not, and, he, and if he did, he's not. He's not. If he did shit gold, he's not giving it away like Even that. He's gonna he keep it.
3: Gold, who the fuck wants to play for the Mets? That too. Me that all want to go
1: play for the Mets. I wouldn't want to play for the fucking Mets. And honestly maybe this guy does change a few things. And I, I get that. Like He's better than who do they have before, the Wilpons. Anything's better than the Wilpons, I guess. That's what they've been talking about. But I, I just find it funny. They think they're just going to be great again. So honestly, it makes me happy that they think that because they're just going to be sad again when they miss the playoffs.
2: Well, I think they're going to miss spending money trying to make too big of a splash. And that's kind of what I was alluding to is that they're going to... I'm worried that they're going to offer DJ some crazy amount of money that he's going to be stupid not to take and that, we're, yeah. that we would be stupid to match. Yeah. I can see and that. It would not work out for them, but it would certainly hurt us too, which is that's the only thing I'm worried about. Like, give, I mean, give him like a Stanton that, type contract. Back to New York. I think we're the clear favorites, but that little idea worries me. I mean, listen, well, if if, if they give him. article that we were talking about,
3: it offered, projected that DJ would get four years, $88 million, which I think is very reasonable, and I think that that is. I mean, if, if you can do that, you go out and you do it tomorrow. Yeah, if, to that's contract, right if that's yeah. the contract, if that's the contract, you what get you? him
1: tomorrow. If it's something like. I mean, the man's 32. If you give him like a Garrett Cole type contract, like something silly like that, like I guess that, that's what you were saying, Murph, Then I yeah. don't want it. I don't want DJ because then that's just a fucking dumb mistake. Yeah, we already have enough contracts like that. I'm thinking exactly what you said. Like four years, three years, 88 million, around 100 million, depending on the years. That is, if it's anything.
0: I'm, I'm planning on I'm planning on building a team to win next year and the year after that. And DJ Mayhew is on that list, on that roster. And if,
1: if DJ is not on f- this team, we're fucked. For yes, and
0: day. I don't give, I don't give a fuck what. obviously this is like a ignorant fan talking. I you know, has no idea how much money they're spending, but I don't care how much it costs. You need to win in the next year, year or two, or else you're wasting so many great talents. And DJ Mayhew ties his whole entire team together. Literally, his whole team together. He ties it. He ties it. He is the contact hitter. He is the presence in the field. He can play anywhere. He can do anything. And he's mixed into a lineup that is filled with power hitting guys who do the same thing over and over again. So he is a key piece in this lineup. We need to win the next two years, and he's in that, in that yeah. roster spot. And
1: like you said, there's there's a very small window. It's not as big as everybody thinks it is. I mean, the Yankees, yes, we make the playoffs a lot. More often than other teams, we do have a lot of money, but this specific team has a, a not have like a five year window. It's like two or three more years of legit chances to make yeah the World Series, win the World Series, and stop losing in the ALCS. And I've said this before, I don't know how Hal and and Cash can look at themselves in the in the mirror and be like, fuck it, let's just run it back. Like yeah. I think something needs to change this offseason. And I think obviously COVID, they're going to use that as an excuse. But every other team's dealing with that, like I've been saying. So I think you got to do that. You got to be the Yankees. You got to pony up. You're going to make the money back next year, the year after that. It doesn't fucking matter. You got to have some kind of like savings fund. (laughs) Start a GoFundMe. I'll throw ten bucks. No, (laughs) they have the money. It doesn't matter. Like I'm just saying, the window is closing, and we can't just sit around and say run it back. I really want to blow things up for in a good way, not like blow it up like rebuild i want to blow it up and make something happen right now which brings me into the conversation of the lindor trades so i'll start us off with lindor trade we put up the polls to see what you guys would be willing to give up for lindor obviously this is dependent on the LeMayhu situation but let's just assume that we're going to resign Lemayhu, and this is in addition not like a replacement of of dj mm-hmm. so with that being said if let's say before i go on if we don't get DJ, then we then I fully expect us to overpay because we're desperate. And other teams will ask for more because they know we're desperate. That's how trades work, and that's usually how trades work just with the Yankees overall. So with that being said, assuming we have DJ, I would be willing to give up. The main person that I actually kind of want to give up, nothing against the guy. I know you guys have shit on me before because he proved me wrong. Luke Voigt is coming off a very, very, very good year, his best year ever. Luke Voigt, can't say enough about the guy. He was one of the... He was... Damon thought he was the team MVP. He was definitely up there with DJ. I'd give it to DJ, but he's up there for sure, and he's been the spine of this team for the last two years, playing through injury, everything under the sun. Can't say enough about the guy, but when you have a guy who is playing at a high level as he was at the end of the year for the whole year, led the league in home runs... I mean, that's just a basic sell-high situation. Yeah. And and you're also going for a guy like Lindor who's coming off a bad season, which is a buy-low situation. So I think the cards align very nicely to trade a guy like Voigt for a value in Lindor. I think mm. you have to give up a little more also on our end. So I'd give probably like like a Florio or something. I don't see him having any role on this team going forward. He's good, but like really what role does he have? We have Clint. We have... The Martian coming up, like where does Florial fit in? I don't think he does, unless Judge becomes a DH forever, which some people are assuming he might in the coming years. But I don't think Florial has any value for this team on our on our field one through nine. So package him up in a trade, and I also maybe like my my trade that I'm gonna I'm gonna offer to you guys is Voigt, Florial, and Schmidt for Lindor, and maybe they throw in like another relief or two just because I think I would accept that. I think they would accept that. What do you guys think? Um, I, I I
2: don't think they would.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I agree that I agree that I think Voight should be in my, in my proposed trade. I agree that Voight should be the main point of, of the trade, um, for all the reasons you said high, high value right now. It's never going to be higher. And, Again, like Lindor's stock, you know, he's a phenomenal player. Everybody knows that. He's coming off a, a below average year. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of giving up a franchise guy for Luke Voigt, who, you know, he had a good year, but is that just a fluke? Like, it's, it's not like a proven thing. I think
1: we should use how deceptive you know? deceptive this year is to use that value that was built up cuz it's only 60 games so you never know like does the MVP count? No. Like all this stuff it's deceptive how well he did and who knows maybe in 162 also, he would have fallen off a little and then he doesn't have this trade value. I think you sell off now and you're getting Lindor who's slumped for 60 games. Like that you're never going to buy Lindor at a lower price than it is right now and they don't even want him. They want to trade him. So yeah, I mean, but I think they. they but what are, what are their needs them. though?
0: What are what are the Cleveland Indians' needs? Like, do they need a first baseman? Would that provide value to their
1: team? I don't. I don't even Santana, know. Santana, but
2: Santana, they. DH. Know.
1: They can have a DH now. They always yeah, could have a not DH. For the
3: free agent. I'm pretty sure. Santana. I think so.
1: Okay, there you go, Void. Yeah, who wouldn't want a guy like Schmidt too, and a, a nice prospect, an outfield prospect. I mean, I, I really I think their value is
2: higher than Voight's. Who? Schmidt. Higher a than A Team like Cleveland, when they're getting rid of their franchise piece, you know Voight's pushing thirty off a of career year, but you know, why? You why is that? Really why do they at. not want him to be ready? to
3: injury, and also so I mean, he didn't even you know he didn't really become anything until the last year or two. So I mean, you're taking a risk on a guy like that, and he's been hurt two of the three years he's been with the A's. So.
1: Another reason why I think we should get rid of him because his, his stock is high. I know maybe they don't accept it because of that. So I'd be willing to give up a little more because I really think that we should go after a guy like Lindor. A lot of it is dependent on it's like a Mookie bet situation. Can we lock him up after we get him? Because it is a one year deal that we get him for. Like Murph said, we don't know how long the season is going to be. Hope we're expecting 162, but you never know what the situation well, look What they
2: gave up for Mookie? Not yeah. much. Like not that much at all, which is, but it's the Yankees, you know. I, I don't know if we're yeah. gonna get as good of a deal it's a as the Dodgers was. though.
1: The Dodgers also get that same treatment, not, yeah. Not as much, That's though. why I like don't. I th- if if we don't think giving up a that cheater much.
2: downs type and a uh, Alex Verdugo type, I'd take it. Yeah, I'd give that up. But exactly.
0: I, I also feel like I also think that if we sign Lemayhu back, I don't really see a fit for Lindor on the team. I do.
1: Well if you're I'm trading if you're trading Voight, you shift DJ over to first, you put Glaber back at second, Lindor plays shortstop. Gio is playing third. That's a fantastic infield if I've ever seen one fielding wise. The Gio should have won the gold glove, didn't win the gold glove, got robbed by whoever that guy is. I've never heard of him in my life. The the Rangers third baseman. What was his name? I already Doesn't forget. Doesn't matter. I already forget. He's yeah. useless. But you got Gio at third, gold glover. Lindor actually won the gold glove at shortstop this year. Great. Glaber, going to improve, was better at second, so you move him back to second. I'm done with the shortstop thing if we get Lindor. DJ is playing first, and you move Voight, and then that's that. You don't, Maybe D- you don't even have to move Voight, and Voight can DH and you. Possibly trade Stanton. I know people want that thrown into the trade, too. I don't want to do it, but why don't we do a little thing here. I'll throw names out of who to include in the trade, and you say whether you'd be willing to give them up or not. Clint Frazier. No. Yes.
2: Yes. Absolutely not. No. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with this. Like, yeah. I'm In what package? A package. It just depends how much of the package. Okay, you know? so why don't we do this?
1: But not untouchable. Yeah.
0: Not, not untouchable, but he's, he's very close to my do not touch him. Well, with what a six if foot you get pole. rid of
3: a guy? What if you get rid of Clint Frazier and then you open up the hole to sign Michael Brantley, somebody that can actually get on base and not strike out?
1: And lefty. See, now we're talking changes to this team. This is what I want. I want to, like, but I think are still. I, to, I think we're still focusing on the wrong
0: part. Like, I, I don't, I don't think the outfield is the issue. I think that we have a solid outfield, and we have solid backup outfielders. And the issue I see right now is we need another solid infielder. And that, inf- like, again, if we resign DJ Mayhew and we don't get Lindor, we absolutely need a strong backup infielder who can who can come in. <laughs> we care. are fuck. Who is if we don't not- get
1: DJ and don't get Lindor. We are
0: fucked. no. Like, yeah. I don't care. We could get like a fucking like we could get like <laughs> DD for example. I'm, I'm not saying we're gonna get DD, but I'm just throwing a name out there. Like, we need another infielder who can play besides Tyler Wade.
1: Because- I was saying trade for Whit Merrifield.
0: Yeah, that's another utility but that's guy. That's like, like
1: worst case scenario. That's
2: somebody that maybe we could give.
0: But off for. I really don't want. To, I don't want to like focus on getting rid of all these guys because we clearly need pitching, and then we clearly need another infielder who
1: can be reliable. Well, that's why I was saying, like, we're not. I'm not trying to blow up for a rebuild. I've said that already. But I am so willing to get rid of, like, trim the fat, and trim the dead weight, the weight that gets injured all the time. And I'm a big Stanton guy. But if we can offload him for the right price, I've seen dumb trades like that one I saw with the 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 Cubs page. It wasn't a valid source; it was just a Cubs. I would offload Stan in a heartbeat. Let's talk about that trade. The Stan situation. Stan, you wait. Hold on. That just registered in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's break this down. You're a dumbass because no, you. This is the. That did anything in the playoffs? You're gonna just heartbeat. Only God. Okay, so hold on. That trade that we saw from the Cubs, that like apparently some Cubs fan page with ten thousand followers just just said they have a source and like they've been seeing that Stan rumors that it was for Stanton, and we would get you Darvish, uh, Jason Hayward, and Craig Kimbrell. You take that? No, I'm not saying just dump him for nobody. I'm saying for would the, you take that?
0: No, I think mean, that's stupid. So but I'm I saying said yes like, at
2: first and then I realized that. Apparently, to pay all three of those guys, we'd actually be paying Stanton. more per yeah. year than we'd be paying Stanton. So that made me kind of rethink it. But but also, all those I guys I, are getting worse. I wouldn't be yeah, let's
1: mad. take three dead contracts and yeah. just in exchange for one. But like, I'm saying like Stan is...
0: I'm, I'm not saying that just to throw him away. I'm saying he is somebody who, if the right trade, I would not be upset if he left. We need the a right starting trade.
2: pitcher. We need a reliever. And Hayward's pretty serviceable in the outfield. So
1: no. I just I I genuinely Kimball sucks. You coming suck. off one good year against Small sample size, and I am also just, I don't I'm also Hayward's, really, Hayward's uh, not a good hitter. Uh, I also just really really really
0: against Stan clogging up the DH spot with the way that Boone likes to move his lineup around. I I do not think that's going to be good because his whole method to winning games. Is moving guys around, giving people breaks, doing all this of kind of stuff, keeping them healthy. And without that DH spot to give Aaron Judge a day off, give anyone else a day off, kind of switch out well, the listen, lineup. I
1: agree. I agree. I know is just clogging that spot. I know he's, I wouldn't say clogging because he, he played fantastic, but I do For agree. like two games and he got hurt again. Well, no, he he absolutely tore it apart in the playoffs. If he's healthy, which is always the question—the if he's healthy thing yes, he's awesome. Been, so been... <laughs> I'm I'm down to trade him for the right price. Lindor, stands straight up. Who's who's saying no? Who's saying yes? Go straight up. I would take that trade on fucking heartbeat. I don't think they do because they are inherently. You didn't ask me if I contract. think they do. You have think I do. Well, I say, who accepts? <laughs> who, who denies? Who says no? It'd be a
2: no-brainer. I think we're wasting our time. Without... Yeah,
0: no-brainer. That's stupid. Like we're. Yeah, like I don't think don't I don't think Stan's trade value is that high either right now. I don't think I'll, I don't think a lot of teams would want him. No, because his contract's enormous. Well, that too, and he's he, he cannot
2: play the field. I don't think yeah, that, I think he's a difficult one to trade because, like you said, Damon, a lot of not a lot of people will get him. But if that Cubs deal actually is something they're offering, I think that's something that we should look at. And like that's the kind of thing where like I would trust Cashman more than I would trust what I wanted. You know, I don't really know what to make of that trade. Um, yeah. But If Cashman accepted it, I think he'd be happy with it. And if he declined it, I think I'd have faith in him.
0: Like, listen, if we're if we're looking at who we're getting rid of and then how we're replacing that asset, if we're getting rid of Stan, we're really just we need to get a strong power bat. That's we have. Those. That's what we need. Why well, no, Why do we, we need that?
1: Yeah we, we got got few, that? yeah, we got I, a few. Yeah, uh, we got a few. Those. No, so I, what? So what's the. We don't need to replace him. We have that, and that's exactly what I was saying. That may be a situation where we get a Brantley or something, and I'd be very happy to get Brantley because that is another DJ-type player, and he's probably not going to cost you a lot. I want to make the smart moves. I don't want the, the flashy home run guys. Lindor, I think, is so important to get on this team, and I really, really hope we get both of them, and I think we can, and I'd be willing to give up a good amount for it because as a guy that... You, you hopefully can control. You expect that you can sign him. I mean, you're the Yankees, so, you know, why wouldn't he stay? I don't know. I, I feel like we don't have that issue as as opposed to if we were like, you know, the athletics he got traded to, like, they're probably not going to retain him. Yeah. I, I'm not as worried about retaining him. I think that we would. And, you know, since Jeter left, Didi filled the shoes pretty, pretty nicely. But Lindor would be a great shortstop for a long time. Switch hitter, I mean, we Boone yeah. loves the lefty, lefty-righty lefty situation and he uses Aaron Hicks as the guy to break it up all the time. We're probably yeah. going to lose Gardner. That means we only have one switch hitter in the entire lineup that's going to be... Unless you talk about Ford, which I don't want to see him in the lineup on a regular basis. We got one guy who breaks up everything. I think you need this more than... Or Boone needs this more than anything because he, need, he needs to break up the lefty-righties. Cause, yeah. I mean, that's just his thing. So I think for a number of reasons, Lindor just I mean what I think the fuck? I Nottie's think so good the, I would, the, I'd give up so much for him
0: yeah I think the, the short answer is absolutely if we can get him for the right price great the the issue that I the the issue that I'm seeing is again like we I I want to win in the next year or two I think it's we have to or else I think this team's a failure and you have to look at do we think some of these young pitching arms that will i think if you're gonna trade for him one of these young pitchers has to
1: go i'd rather be schmidt i know schmidt has like nasty stuff but i think Devi is is gonna be a better pitcher right so i guess my my, my question to you guys is then if
0: i think it's inevitable we give up a young pitcher do we see clark schmidt on a world series roster and if the answer is no then i think ever or next year Next two years, do you think Clark Schmidt will be on a World Series roster? Maybe in two York years. Not, I
1: don't know about next year. I think Debbie is, and I would rather keep Debbie. And I agree. I think it's gonna. They're gonna ask for one of them, and I'd be cool if if Schmidt was one that person.
0: So we need, we need to be okay with saying, "All right, Schmidt, thank you, but goodbye," because we want to win next year, year after that. And unfortunately, you're on that. You're not on that team. But Francisco Lindor is gonna be on that team. And if we can get into that mindset. I'm cool with trading a good amount of people, but like the young
1: guys, I'm saying like I'm I mean, I'm cool at doing that. It paid off for the Dodgers. It literally paid off for them. Exactly. Lindor is just as good of a player. He's not just as good. He's he's up there to Mookie. Mookie's one now, of the best players the. Dodgers, on the planet, but now the Dodgers, the Dodgers have won.
0: The Dodgers have won. Jeter Downs will probably, hopefully, I'm a big Jeter Downs fan. Hopefully, he becomes this amazing player. And listen, he'll probably have a great career. But the Dodgers won, and that's the ultimate goal. So if we can. Get behind that mindset and you know come to the, the the fact that maybe a Clark Schmidt, maybe a Michael King or whatever might not be on the World
1: Series roster. Cheer him away, accept the fact. Bring in some other heavy hitters and let's fucking go win. The way I see us, I see us in a in a Cubs situation. Like when they won the World Series in 2016, they they were like desperate, so they got the the Chapman. They 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 lost the trade. They gave up a lot for it, but they got what they wanted. They won the World Series. I am so tired of losing in the ALCS every year and ALDS this year. I'm so tired of it. I w- I would risk the future to win for the next 2 years. Yeah. I would. I would, I, would I, think- I don't care. I'd rather win the World Series or make the World Series and win one of two and if we win the World Series one of two and we make it both years because we got a Lindor and we got a team that's going to play now and we got rid of all of our prospects. And then the third year after that and the fourth year, we rebuilt. I'm so cool with that. I'm yeah. so cool with that. It's basically what the, the Red Sox are doing right now. Like yeah. They won the World Series and now they're rebuilding for a little bit. Yeah. Fine. I'm cool with that because it's been so long and I think you got to just go for it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so tired of half being a prospect-hugging team and half not. Like, Pick a side. We can't Either yeah, have I prospects think... or don't have prospects. Go for the go for the win or just keep losing, falling up, coming up short every year. There's yeah. no in between, and if there is in between, that's why we've been coming up short. That's how that's how it works. Yeah,
0: and you're you're right about the fact that we we can't just keep saying all right, run the shit back. Like we if we go out there with the same exact team, we're not going to win because that team didn't win. And I don't think even if we made it further in the playoffs with our pitching and how we were playing, I don't think we would have won regardless. So shit needs to change and. You're right. We need to bring in some more heavy hitters to get us there. And yeah, I, I'm cool with sacrifice in the next couple of years. Like we're not, we're not the Orioles, right? We're not going to, no, re- we're not, not going to be rebuilding for fucking 35 years. Like we can rebuild in a year or two just because we're a huge market team. And I'm, I hate that we're even talking about rebuilding, but it's the, it's the fact
2: I don't know why we're even talking about rebuilding. <laughs> to be honest with you, we have Judge in his prime, we have DJ in his prime, we have Glaber on the cusp of his prime. We have some really, really, really good players. Too good to even think about rebuilding. We've been in exactly. the uh, DS or CS every year. Like, there's no reason to even be talking about. No, the word rebuilding. The word rebuilding.
1: We're, we're not. We're not saying, saying to dump later. them. The word rebuilding. I'm saying is to regain our prospects. I'm willing to literally get rid of. Almost all yeah. except for the Martian. Literally everybody but the Martian, I'd get rid of to get a starting pitcher, possibly trade for, maybe a Josh Hader in a trade. Like literally, I'm saying dump the prospects that aren't named the Martian. All hey. of them. If I were the GM, I am dumping every prospect, including Devi. Debbie prospect? In, including Debbie. I'd be I'd be willing to do it. If we get Josh Hader, if you just could straight up make moves for Josh Hader, for Lindor, and a team that can be assembled of players that are all in their prime and we can just fucking flat out win. We don't have guys reinforcements coming up after that. But like if we get a team like that, let's say we do get a Josh Hader. Let's say we do get uh, Lindor and maybe sign, maybe not not a Bauer. But if we do get a Bauer, that'd be wild. Like get Bauer for a year or two. Like that is a team, you're going all in. You're going all in, and that's what I'm talking about—the rebuild. Because you don't have the reinforcements, and then you can get them down the road. But that team right there is a—that is a, window right there is a lock for the favorite in the World Series for the next three years if you get that team because they're all in their prime. You got Judge in their prime, like you said, Glaber is coming into his prime, Hater, like, Chapman, all these players. Like, I would give up so much and blow it well, up. Yeah, to Yeah. Like, well,
0: what we're saying is that, like, if we don't make moves. This year, we're going to be doing the same thing next year, which with a team that we know isn't going to be what we need it to be. And then we're going to do the same thing next year, the year after that. Like, we need to make moves now, is what we're trying to say. And we're willing to risk the prospects of the future to get there.
3: My thing is just what's the point? What's the point of holding to win. On to these prospects till they're 26 and they're never going to get a shot? I mean, outside of Debbie and Clark, and I mean, Jason Dominguez, who else is going to get a shot on this list? Oh, I mean, nobody because we can. Really get, get something. Get something before you just waste them hitting 280 in the minors. and
1: Exactly. Because the way I see it is the pros that we have on the team right now, the guys that are in their prime, they're going to make an impact this year. Those guys are – going to come up short the way they are right now like they have. Like, we need a little bit more to put us over the edge, to put us into the World Series for the first time in a decade plus. like These guys we have right now, the starters, aren't going to do it. So we need more. And the like the young guys, the youth, they're not going to do it either. And they may be able to do it in five years, and maybe they get to the point that these current starters are at. But like, I think you just take all of your assets and you just – Trade them away for something that can benefit you now. What can win now in the next three years? And it's not like you're getting a guy for a year. If you get these guys, like they're not out of their prime after this year. You have this team for the next couple of years. Like I think I'm just so, so done with the losing. Just go all out. And if you lose, at least you tried. You, you, <laughs> you at least, you at least, like we can't say that Cashman didn't try to go for it all if he, Crashes and burns and makes a bad trade. Like It looks bad in the end, but in the moment, he went for it all. I'd be so happy with that rather than just sitting around and doing nothing. Yeah, At least I'd go rather, for it. I'd
0: rather see a Hail Mary pass and a bunch yeah. of HB uh, H- dies yeah.
1: <laughs> On third and, third and 25. That's exactly what it is. We're going to throw the ball deep in the end zone from 75 yards out versus just dumping it off. To Bilal Powell on the giant on the fucking Jets and just do nothing on a third and long. That's that's what we're doing. Go for it all. We've been rambling about that for a long time. Murphy, any closing comments? Do you do you still? How do you sit on the Lindor situation?
2: Uh, I don't know. I think you had a lot of very wildly optimistic uh, situations there. You know, with Hater and giving up dumping the whole farm system for a bunch of people. I think that realistically for us to get Lindor, especially the way that trades work for the Yankees, they're going to ask for Debbie and Glaber, or they're going to ask for Glaber and Clint, and people that I'm personally not going to be give up, I'm going to be very surprised if there's going to be a trade that we're going to get Lindor from that I'm confident in. Hope there is, but I really think they're going to ask for too much, and I don't really see that happening, truthfully. I hope I'm wrong again. That'd be great. Uh, I think that priority number one should be to get DJ back, and then I really do trust Cashman uh, in free agency otherwise, even if we can't go out and get somebody crazy. He found DJ for next to nothing. He was compared with Jed Lowry. They were in the same tier of second baseman in that class, and Jed Lowry didn't even play for the Mets, and DJ might win an MVP two years later. So I got a little bit more faith in uh, putting the pieces together without dumping the entire farm system, but I'm not a GM. Yeah. But
0: if we regardless of we get Lador or not I think that if if we here's the thing if we resign DJ and we keep the infield ha- how it is I'm I'm really am cool with that but if we don't add any more bats I need to have another heavy hitting pitcher in the either rotation or Oh
2: no, I think they're going to make moves.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying like I I just don't want to see them just make one move and just be like, all right, yeah, we good. Let's let's just try it I want like
1: three or four more bullpen arms, especially, we didn't even talk about this too, with the Canely situation. Canely is not a Yankee, apparently. (laughs) He's going to free agency. And how do we feel about that? Because, I mean, my thoughts on it, I mean, I honestly don't hate it. As much as I love Canely, he's not going to pitch in 2021 at all. So at that point, he's out, he hasn't pitched in two years to that point, and then you don't even know what you're getting out of Canley. and then like, Absolutely. are you really gonna, yeah, coming off surgery, you know what you're getting, hasn't pitched in two years, do you really want to sign him this year, like, it's like the Batances situation, they, they passed on Batances after he came off a pretty good year, It's he's literally Batances, reincarnated the same situation, because we know he's coming off an injury, we know what he pitched at, like, what level he pitched at previously he's gonna rehab, part of, if not the majority of the next year, which is what he did. And then he came back, pretends to set a shit year. He came back off injury. And that's just what happens. Like arm injuries are tough. Especially ones that keep you out for extended periods of time. Two years is a lot. I love Caneley, but you know, if he comes back with less velocity, like you never know. Look at Paxton with his with his arm. He throws ninety one meatballs down the dick now. Like you just can't assume what they're they're gonna come back exactly the way they left off. So for that reason, I think I'm cool with Canely, uh walking and I'm cool with them not resigning him. But with that being said, we have an enormous void to fill there. We have so many, like our relievers, were, which were apparently our strong suit, were our weakest aspect of the team. We had three relievers that I had trust in and they're, they were all streaky, all of them. I mean, they never were always shut down. Chad Green was our most... Valuable reliever, and at times he looked like that Chad Green that we sent back down to the minors for a little bit. Like there are How so many, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: and Then he figured oh, it wait. out, but then this year he looked like that garbage Chad Green again. But I, I, there are so many voids to fill. I want literally like three or four or five relievers. Darren O'Day being one of them. I've been a huge proponent of getting Darren O'Day. Stand for Darren O'Day. Straight up, what do you do? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, but I do want. I, I want. Darren O'Day, I want Brad Hand, I want if we can, I mean, I know that's wishful thinking to get Josh Hader, but I want arms. And I want extra arms. If you think that three is enough, I want six. I want more (laughs) more arms. The more arms, the better. I mean, look at the Rays. The Rays had a stable full of guys who throw 98. Like, great. I want that, too. I want the guys who just, give me guys who can fucking throw. I want a ton of people. I want extra. You're the Yankees. Keep spending money. Just do it. Just go for it all now, and don't if you think, like I said, this goes with every single position starters, bats, everything. If you think you have enough, you don't have enough. You just get more than you think you need because next year is a real 162, and we're going to need to retool and have like so much extra depth to win it all because we clearly get hurt unless we get rid of the hurt you're guys. right
2: in a lot of ways, but I also think it seems like you're playing franchise mode with the salary cap off. Mike. And auto-trade, force trades on. Like, I I don't think they're going to be able to pull off, you know, Brad Hand, Josh Hader, and Darren O'Day, and whoever else. You know, especially if they're going to re-sign D.J. and Hitlindor. I think it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of options. It's going to be a really interesting offseason, and it's more about making the right decisions and trying to pull in. An all-star super team. I, no, I don't, see don't that think. I don't think we're going to get all these people. One or just putting names out away. there. We're
1: maybe one arm, one just, lefty take power just take some shots. Just take some shots. That's all it is. That's all just I want. I don't think we're getting all those guys. I think that's unrealistic. And but try. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, you can try. Shoot your shot. Go for it. Right. And then I can't say Cashman didn't do anything like that. Like yeah,
3: flip. I want to flip Luke Voigt for a bullpen arm, like a mid-tier guy. <laughs> give me somebody that I can come, that's going to come in and then I can trust. That's not going to give up ten. Like, give me a guy that's decent to, like, fill the little gap, bridge the gap to Britain Chapman. Now, are they the best? No, but they are pretty damn good. So give me somebody to bridge the gap to Green, Britain and Chapman. Flip Void that way. That way kind of clears room for Lindor. You can put him at short. You can put DJ at first. You can put Glaber at second. And then you can trade Clint to get Lindor, I mean, with other people, obviously. But then you have – um, a void there that you can fill with Michael Brantley, which is going to be expensive. And I know that they're not going to want to you know just pony up all the money in the world, but that's a realistic get the guys in his thirties. So, and that think, makes the team better in like four different aspects. Yeah.
1: I think the moral of the story, we're, we're throwing a lot of like different scenarios out there. And obviously a lot of these aren't going to come true, but like, we're just saying the moral of the story is there are a lot of options out there and I want to see a different team than we have this year. And I think it I think one through nine I want to see or one through just twenty-six men, I want to see a, a very different team out there. And if it's pretty like even remotely close, I'm gonna be a little upset. I, I really want a very different team out there. I want a team that can hit the ball and not only hit the home run ball. Like we have a short portion right. We don't necessarily need guys who are home run hitters. It doesn't matter if you hit the ball three fourteen to right field and it gets out as a wall scraper or gets out five five hundred I mean, feet in the third deck. A, a home run's a home run. Lemayu's not a home run hitter, and he slaps it to right field and it gets over. That's all you need. A guy like Wood Merrifield, he's not a home run hitter, but he could, he could be. And then a guy like Brantley, he's a lefty bat. He could be. Like all these, like Lindor, he's he can hit home runs, but especially being a switch hitter, going to have more home runs there. Like I don't think as a Yankee fan. We don't need to go for those home run hitters because we're, we play in a hitter-friendly park. So with that being said, just put the ball in play and it might just go out. And your home run number is probably going to be higher on the higher end across the league just because of the ballpark situation. So I, I really want to see a different style of a team. And i that's all. That's all I want. We'll see. We'll see the uh, the qualifying offer.
0: It's on Wednesday or Thursday.
2: What is
0: that? so we'll see some stuff happen we'll talk about it next episode hopefully it's good news hopefully we're not you know throwing the papers in the fire and starting over We'll we'll see
1: i want change <laughs> <laughs> i want change Wait, i want like
3: you said earlier man Throw, throw a hail mary. Do something. Give me some kind of change. If you change it up and it crashes and burns, so be it. But you cannot you continue to do the same shit year after, year after year after year and expect a different result.
1: I can't take it anymore. Let's do it. They're not even playing, and I'm distraught. Like I just got pissed off. Anyway, and the season isn't starting for a long time. Anywho, that is your good morning Tuesday. Have a great day. Uh, Manfred's also a dumbass. We didn't talk about that, but he wants to do the neutral site World Series, which I don't even need to bring that up because everybody's against it. It's everyone the dumbest in their, thing in the world. In the world hates that. mean, the that.
3: commissioner of any other sport that hates their sport as much as Rod Manfred.
1: He is a bitch. I
3: don't know. Goodell's pretty. Nobody likes
2: Goodell. Nobody likes Goodell.
1: Yeah, but at least Goodell can take, take the booze. Manfred almost it. cried. He's, He's bad at
2: People almost dislike Goodell because they've oh. always disliked Goodell. Manfred actually. Did, did
3: yeah. you see Manfred's little uh, MVP speech where he just like? Yeah, it was the worst know, thing was, like, in the world. faced out there or what?
1: I thought he was having a stroke. I felt, I felt really bad. Back. I felt really bad. I thought he was having some kind of stroke, and I was like, "Me and Damon looked at each other We're like, is he okay? Like, should somebody be like? Corey Seager's right in front of him. Corey Seeger should probably like." wave over, like, the ambulance or something. Like, I don't know. He just looked like he was not in the right state of mind at all. I think he was just, like, emotionally disturbed that he was being booed. He truly didn't think he was going to get booed. And he got booed heavily. And I think that's the difference between Goodell. Goodell knows he's going to get booed, so he's meant to prepare for it. He's used to it. Yeah, that was the first time that Manfred actually got booed. Yeah. Ever. Because it's always been remote when he was making all these shit decisions. So... Yeah, like, Goodell, like...
0: Goodell, like every draft he gets booed and he's they just like he's so automatic he, he, he knows what he's dealing with
3: fun little Corey Seager story if you guys just want to laugh at my misery on Tuesday morning um, as you know I'm sitting there the other weekend with a real choice in my, uh, my gambling I decided I was going to go I was down between two decisions. I was either paying $100 on the Florida State to beat Louisville, which they got fucking blown out, or for Corey Seager at 12-1 to to win the World Series MVP. And uh, I, can, I can say with confidence I chose the wrong one of those two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like when, when the Red Sox run the World Series. Our friend Dan, who doesn't bet at all, he's a Red Sox fan. He just randomly took one bet. He took one bet, and that was Steve Pierce, MVP yeah. of, the, of the 2018 World Series. Steve Pierce, mm-hmm. since he placed that bet, went on to hit, like, nine <laughs> dingers. <laughs> he, pretty, he, like, probably stole a base. I mean, he's just, like... <laughs> I don't know. That was just the most wild bet. I think it was plus, like, 6,000. 3,300, 3, Yeah, he won, like, it 400 It was something wild. Something. No, he, yeah, I was his bookie at the time, and I gave him, like... He bet 10 bucks to win like 330 bucks. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. He went out, he bought a Nintendo Switch, and he called it a day. Alright. Huh. See you guys later.
2: All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words to you.
3: See
1: ya. When I die, with will throw a party
3: down in
0: him. Yeah, I'm a Mason, I'm a fan, so me, me then. When I die, with will throw a party down in him. My car it never works, and that Uber got the surge. They describe me in a single word.
1: My girl says immature. My mom says she.